Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Holly Lynn. Thanks for being on the show, Holly. Thanks for having me. Holly is known in industry circles as the queen of capital and is responsible for (laughs) connecting people with the right resources so they can achieve success. In addition to running several chapters of her Bay Area multifamily, also known as BAMF group, she is a full-time investor and landlord, as well as a super hostess on Airbnb. She is a self-taught deal maker who has always had a keen business sense. She works with investors and syndicators across the board who are looking for real estate investments that produce passive income streams. So Holly, thank you again very much for your time and and being willing to share your expertise with the listeners, but tell them a little bit more about who you are, maybe where you're located, and let's dive into some of these specialties that you have that can help us in this business. So I mainly live in the Bay Area, but I travel a lot, so I'm all over the place. And then my network that I've built, my actual contact base are all over. They're global. So, you know, it doesn't matter where you're coming from. Connecting is the biggest thing because that's always been my biggest strength, connecting with people and connecting people to people. You can't lose with that. So, you know, before we were recording to you and I were talking about, and actually we talked about earlier or before the show uh, about you specifically focusing on your talent about Airbnb and how we can use that in the multifamily space. Because I know you you just recently helped somebody in this specific niche in multifamily use Airbnb. And I'd love to hear more about that situation or scenario so we can learn how to apply Airbnb in our multifamily business as well. Absolutely. So I actually got a new client down in the East Coast. He's located in New York and he reached out to me asking me about the people in his building. He owns a 15 unit and they are people are renting out his units to Airbnb them themselves. So he reached out to me to ask me about how I think that would go. So I helped him run the numbers and discover that. So now what he's doing is we are Airbnb, uh, or I would say short-term renting. We're short-term renting the vacant units over in his building. And so that has become a thing where people are not buying just for the longer-term tenant anymore. So he had tenants that were Airbnb, like they would lease a a unit from him, say for a year, then they would Airbnb it. And and then it hit him, wait a minute, maybe I should be doing this. Yes. Right. So, so how did he find you? I mean, you're all the way across the country. How did he know to connect with you? I'm all over the place. So I've been on a, a lot of shows. I've been on, you know, live TV. I've, they've been branding me for several years now. So I'm not totally sure, to be honest with you. I don't usually ask people anymore, like where they found me. Some people just Google me. And then some things like, you know, many things like this, where, you know, you and I are friends. Say, for instance, like something that you are great at. I get calls and emails all the time of somebody asking me, well, you know, this is what I need. And if it's something, you know, I'm unable to do, I'm like, wait, not, you know, it's a no brainer. So I'm doing that every day. Yeah. <laughs> like so- most of my day is filled with people contacting me and I'm either 
helping them myself or filling it or know who. And, and so that's how I'm not totally sure how he found me exactly, but he did. Yeah, no, that's great. And can you break down a little bit about his process or those units a little bit? What, what was his plan? Sure. So what we did is he called me, told me, you know, his scenario. And I said, well, sure. You know, first thing we want to see is, you know, in your area, how legal it is, you know, what's going on or, you know, do we need to find a different route? And he said, no, they're already doing it. There's already tenants doing that. They're actually leasing, long-term leasing so that they can short-term make money. I went, great. Well, why don't we get ahead of the game? So I went and looked up his numbers and stuff, and then we decided which contacts he needed of mine, what contacts he has down there to actually help stage, put it together, you know, stuff like that, furnish the place. And, you know, me and my team book and, you know, clean, take care of it and stuff like that. So, so between both of our contacts, we made it happen. Yeah, I would imagine like making sure it's legal is is pretty important. Like, let's start with that, right? <laughs> so yeah, don't, right. Don't get down this road <laughs> and figure out we're trying to do something that's illegal. Yeah. So how would we know that? Where would we find that? Oh, it's the easiest thing. You can actually go online and wherever it is, look up, you know, something as simple as city ordinances or... Like if you were going to go to Arizona, you could simply look up Airbnb laws in Arizona. It's, it's going to be easy. that easy. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. Mm-hmm. It's not always now, that here's easy. The thing. Go ahead. You're right. Absolutely. Because I believe in like in loopholes sometimes. So like take for instance, some people bump into where Airbnb is not. What about that? What do you do? Right. So you have to figure out what is the next best thing. Like is Airbnb the only short-term rental platform that exists, you know, and so knowing those kind of things comes in handy. But I like your subject on, you know, people. So it used to be the thing where people buy apartment buildings to have a lot of leases going on. And that's the, the, I wouldn't say the new thing, but in the last few years, a lot of people have been buying them. I would just to do short-term rentals. Okay. And a lot of them in one place. So like that client specifically that had the 15 unit, uh, do you remember like what kind of income increase is it going to be like per unit for him to take it from an annual lease to Airbnb? Okay. Or maybe so a monthly basis question. would be would be easier or whatever you remember. Great question. So the first thing is, is we figure out what the client's actual goal is. And then we go from there. It's really that simple. So we look up in the area, you know, what their goal would be to rent it out, you know, for, for a long term, and then expenses going from there. And then we see, well, what can we get per night? And what's the difference? So it's an easy formula. Is there a place where we can kind of see what the average Airbnb uh, rental is or comparable? Or, I mean, would we just go to airbnb.com like we were going to stay there? Or would it be that you definitely simple? definitely could. Uh-huh. Okay. You could do that too. Mine, I, there's a lot of different ways I do it now just because sometimes like take for instance, if they don't have the answer that I want or say for instance, I want more than if Airbnb say something shows for $89 a night and I want more than that, then I'm going to have to go to the contacts that I know to go to. Like say for instance, if it's traveling nurses, okay, if it's traveling nurses or something like that. So there's traveling nurses everywhere you know, but these are all the things to know. And say Airbnb isn't allowed, but there's a lot of things like that. There, there's alternatives. 
Okay. You mentioned like staging the unit and, you know, furnishing it. Like, tell me what does that entail and, you know, what should we expect? Sure. So staging and furnishing is really, sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's not, you know, straight up, but it just depends. So the first thing I'd figure out if it's long distance from me, see if the person may have contacts there. And if not, I fly out and, you know, get things going. And so sometimes, you know, I'll bring a couple of my teammates with me and then sometimes I don't, you know, I can go out there and pull things together pretty fast. So I'll go out and literally find people who are other resources and, you know, help. Oh, somebody's always helping. There's help all over the place, which I really like. That's all a part of, of spending so long networking and, you know, who you know. And all I need to usually do is reach out to a couple of people and everybody's willing to help. And so how nice should the unit be? You know, I mean, I know we can probably Great look at question. comparables and properties and things like that, but how do we know? Okay, so I'm going to say I love that you asked that question, and I wish that uh, more people cared about that. So some people actually don't care about the updateness of their unit. That is quite important. Yes, you can take something that is not remodeled or not new or updated, you know, and rent it out. Your better numbers are going to be from, you know, things that are nicer. So to me personally, it depends on if it's in the Midwest. You know, it depends on if it's in Ohio. It it really depends on where it is because believe it or not, some places, so like New York, take for instance, New York has this thing where like all of the units are pretty small anyway. And if you're getting units that are updated, then yeah, the landlord really does care, you know, because New York is New York, you know, it's a good time. And so, you know, people are in and out, some live there, but it's not the biggest place for like remodeling stuff like that. There are other places like, you know, Pennsylvania, there are other places outside of there that are more homey and cozy. But for my own brand personally, I would prefer something like newer and nicer. So, you know, if, uh, I think majority of listeners are going to have multifamily properties and, and a lot of Great. them are going to be 100 to 200, you know, units at a time. And, right. you know, as we're thinking about, you know, okay, starting an Airbnb system or, you know, how many units should we look at beginning with? That is completely up to the person. Are you saying like buying a building, like buying well, I, an apartment I meant building? Like, or? Should we start with say one unit? Let's see how it goes, or in, or three units, or you know, how do we know how many units we should start with? You know what? It really depends on like what you can take on. So short term rental market, there is a flow to it. There's also, unless you're really involved, say for instance, like your network is high, which is what I offer. You know, the traveling nurses, there's people who do construction, you know, so you get in with all the people that are, say for the refineries, people, when you network like that. So what happens is if you have a flow, the amount of Airbnbs you have are going to be awesome. You know, versus like if you're used to the old school where they're doing longer term, you may want to start with one and see how it goes. So it really depends who you are. And, you know, as I'm chatting with people, I I figure that one out pretty quick. So what about the systems that we have to have in place to actually operate an Airbnb? Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. So there is the management. There is the housekeeping. There is the maintenance. There are the 24-hour questions. Yeah, there's so many things. And there's the person who is on the other line, which is me, usually when something goes wrong, fighting for your money because people like to do things to get refunds and stuff like that. And um, 
that's one of uh, the places I come in really handy. But yeah, it's quite uh, a quite an ordeal. So you know, like management of something like that. So we can hire somebody like yourself, right? And you, yeah, you you'll right. manage it for us, even though we're in another state. You can manage it yeah. from where you are. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And then like housekeeping and maintenance. Would our maintenance you know be able to just take over that? I mean. I mean, I would imagine the maintenance of our Airbnb, if it's part of our multifamily property, mm-hmm. would just kind of be swallowed by our current maintenance staff, right? Say that again? Like our current maintenance staff would still mm-hmm. probably take care of all the maintenance of these Airbnb yeah, they units. Can. Sure, yeah, and what, sure. what about the housekeeping? You know, how do we find people like that? If we can't afford to hire somebody like yourself, how do we find people that's going to, you know, help us keep up with all this housekeeping? So there are just creative ways to do that. You know, take, for example, I or somebody else can interview, you know, I mean, housekeepers are everywhere. The system has become old. The short-term rental system is not new anymore. You know, so there's actually the people that I have that do housekeeping currently they have been doing quote unquote short-term renting. Now a lot, there's the, kind of the years or the age or the days, whatever you want to call it, of the full-time housekeeper come in. And that's, I've noticed that it's died down a bit. You know, quite a few people come to me actually wanting work to clean and stuff like that. So it's not a new thing. It's, it's not hard to find. Now, whether they're good, you know, or do what you like or what the guests like, that's a whole other story. So you mentioned 24-hour questions. How does yeah. that work? Oh my goodness. So people just have questions and, you know, some of them are nitpicky, you know, imagine yourself being a guest or, you know, any guest, any of any kind of like hotel industry kind of thing. You know, sometimes there's questions they need to know how to turn on the stereo. They're wondering why the fax machine doesn't work. They want to know what's wrong with the internet. They want to know why there's a speck of dust on the floor. They want to know you know, why the dishwasher, you know, what's going on with the dishwasher, you know, there's so many different things that TV is doing that. It's like there, you know, and, (laughs) you know, depending on location, you know, what's going on, you know, so there's a literally the phone and the questions can be around the clock. And so, you know, it's not up to answer. So uh, do we have to just be like, ready to answer that at any time? I mean, how important is it that we're like answering those right away? It's really important to be honest with you. It's very important. And I guess to each his own, but to me, it's important because I like them them to think that, you know, I care. And again, so many of the things that we're talking about dealing with the right system, it's systemized, you know? So these are things that like take, for instance, straight out, somebody, you know, coming on and saying that they want to get into it. There's a lot of people that come to me and say, hey, they want to get into Airbnb, you know, or their short term, you know, rental market, like they want to get in. And what I highly suggest is however they want to figure it out, they're going to take that route. A lot of them go to a class or something like that. And I just say, hey, when you're pulling your hair out, come to me, I'm here for you. (laughs) What about just the high turnover? You know, I mean, I know just lots of turnover, right? And, you know, is this going to be a problem with our, say, neighboring tenants? You know what? So that's a great question. It has been. And then there's ways to handle that. So I'll give you an example. As far as the turnover, the amazing thing about using this system is the maintenance. 
So literally people have handed me their keys and when they come back to get their property, you know, whenever they end the service, it's actually in better shape than they left it with. And so that's due to maintenance and, you know, getting in there constantly when something's broken, it's fixed right away. And generally at the guest, you know, expense, because the guest is the one who comes in and, you know, breaks whatever it is. So when we replace it, you just invoice you know, the app and it gets taken care of. It's a great system. Now, as far as the other side of, you know, all of it, it's definitely a handful, you know, it's definitely a handful. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I can just imagine like tenants, you know, not liking being next to an Airbnb that's coming in and out often, you know, or lots of turnover. Yeah. Uh, but I could see too where, you know, we may have 30 buildings on one property and really isolating this to a few units in one building or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's not, you know, randomly in, in numerous different places. But also, what about the ratings? Ratings are pretty important, right? I, I know when we've traveled numerous times, we'll say at Airbnbs, and mm-hmm. you know we've picked some that we thought were going to be really good, and we get there, and they're not so great. I mean, like cockroaches everywhere, or you know, like just numerous things. Like, wait a minute, you know, like the pictures didn't like did not accurately describe this. Oh <laughs> you know? Wow. So you know, how do we get good ratings, right? If we because I, I know they're important, but you know, and how do we also make sure they're accurate? Okay. So the one thing is with, say, for instance, a location being in an area where nobody wants it, I actually currently have one. And that is management and making sure that the right guests stay there. That is really what that is. So I have to really screen them well. And so that's how you avoid those problems. Now with the ratings and stuff like that, in the case of cockroaches, that's a big deal. So that would need to be addressed. As far as say, for instance, on the the guest side, I would definitely, you know, address that. And it, it's something that the host should want to help with. I wouldn't tolerate that. I haven't. It's the first time I've actually heard of that. And but yet I know that that's where they come from. You know, inside the household. So I'm not surprised. As far as the actual ratings on your, you know, your stars, your, you know, your feedback and stuff like that. I'm going to go to, this would be more geared towards, say, for instance, people who want to actually host. And then also people who look at the ratings for somewhere that they want to stay. The one is for the hosts, don't be afraid to get less than five stars. That's a really big deal. I know a lot of people who stress themselves out, get gray hair over you know, their five-star reviews. And it used to be me until I realized that the power that guests have are they are able to literally have, you will give them the absolute seven-star treatment. Everything will be glorious and they will still give you three stars. There's nothing you could do. You do your best and keep it moving. Honestly, make your money, you know, make your money, just do your best because that's what we can do. And as far as the people that are looking at the reviews from a point where they want to book, the best thing to do is read all of them. And that's what I do. I read all of the reviews. And another little trick that I I do because I'm an avid traveler myself is like, take for instance, sometimes I'll go into the Google search on my phone and I'll try to like put little things in 
that resemble the listing that I'm looking at. I use this for an event that I was actually going to be throwing. So I use that and I find the house itself. So I go through another way and then I can see the whole area. And sometimes you can see, you know, inside pictures and stuff like that. And as far as the bugs and stuff like that, if it's happened, somebody else will put those in the reviews too. I'm sure. How could you not? Yeah. Yeah. So what about if we hire somebody like yourself, does that on like a percentage basis or is that a fixed rate? What should we expect? Yeah, it is a percentage. And what I do is I start out with what your goal is. So if your goal, you know, we talk about that, uh, usually the second conversation and then, you know, look at what the area rates are as far as what the longer term rents would be. And then uh, figure out what the happy medium for you is. So like what you cannot do without. And then go from there. Okay. So just a few last questions, Holly, before we run out of time. What's a way that you've recently improved your business that we could apply to ours? Recently improved. So my assistant is currently making a training brochure, like a training booklet, an online one, so that the next assistants that she hires, like sub assistants, can do things way more efficiently. I have a, a lot of assistants and you know they help with everything. You know, they're on 24-7 so that I'm able to say, hey, make this list, do this, do that. I'm I'm like nonstop. <laughs> and I see that that's really, really efficient. So that's a tip I've actually been sharing with everybody. How Good do you question. manage all the assistants? She does now. I used to, and it was, I wouldn't say stressful, but it was, it just didn't make sense. I was doing the wrong job. Mm-hmm. So now my, my master assistant actually takes all that on, which is a lot, oh, so much better. Where's she located? Can I ask? Uh, yeah, she's in the Philippines. Okay. Of course. What's the one thing that's contributed to your success? I'm going to have to go with networking. I am like above and beyond that is like what I am, who I am, what I do. It's absolutely the network and creating the biggest and most helpful network I possibly can. Absolutely. Because there's just no, I hear a lot of people are are going for abundance and that's like where it is. It's literally like working together to, you know, create whatever the end result is. And I love it. How do you like to give back? I love it when people have a ton of questions for me. And I'm able to inspire them to their next step, you know, on, you know, on what it is. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. So, well, thank you very much, Holly. Tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you. Absolutely. They can go to my website, which is my name, Holly Lynn, H-O-L-L-Y-L-Y-N-N.com. You can contact me through there. And I look forward to connecting with you. Awesome. Thank you very much, Holly. Thank you so much. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. 
Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show, brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate, while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.